Welcome to the Filthy Spoon Podcast. I'm Robert, and John no está aquí. <laughs> so John is, uh, that's Spanish for John's not here. Ivan from Salinas Valley Outdoors, he's going to have to correct me later, but that's because John is duck hunting in Mexico. But we do have some cool guests here. Uh, we'll get to them in a second. But first, let's talk about the sponsors. So Willow Creek Custom Calls, you all know Brad Jones, we talk about him every week. Uh, promo ran out, but you can still buy his calls at willowcreekcustomcalls.com or you can get a hold of Brad at 510-610-7625. Also, superior equipment repair for all your equipment and truck needs. So if you're an idiot like me, you can't fix anything on your own, give Superior a call. 833-343-7351. Or you can find them online at superiorequipmentrepair.com. Then we have Adam Oliver, Pinto Ridge Taxidermy. Find him on Instagram at Pinto underscore Ridge underscore Taxidermy. So as you guys know, um, Adam generously agreed to donate a free mount to one of our lucky guests. We do have two guests today. They're going to have double entries into that contest as their uh, two-time guest. So again, Instagram at Pinto underscore Ridge underscore Taxidermy. And then last, and as John would say, not least, but I think that's a little debatable, we have Official Left Coast Waterfowl. So the Jeremy's over Official Left Coast Waterfowl. You can find them at officialleftcoastwaterfowl.com. Use promo code LCW10 for 10% off. They have their Waterfowl Widow line. They also do the Filthy Spoon line. So go ahead and show them your support. You can also follow them on Instagram at Official Left Coast Waterfowl. So let's go to introduce our guests. So we have return guests, Jamie Acton with Acton Outdoors, Ryan Summers with Danger Close Guide Service. So welcome back, you guys. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having us. So I do think before we get too do uh, far down this, let's go ahead and cold call John and see how Mexico's going. Ooh, even the ringtone's acting a little different. See how many cervezas he's down. Bueno. <laughs> <laughs> Hola, amigo. Hola. What's going on, guys? Oh, we, well, we just started the episode, and we wanted to check in with you before we got too far in and see how Mexico's going. Oh, it's freaking awesome, dude. Hella cool. Uh, guys, I'm with a cool father and son from Dallas. Wade from Maryland, the Eastern Shore. Um, no, it's cool as hell. This is like, this is real fucking Mexico, dude. I mean, this ain't going to TJ for a weekend. We are like the only white motherfuckers there. 100 <laughs> miles more. Um, and and uh, what area are you at again? Maserat or something, about 100 miles south of Mazawan. Maserat, something like that. I can send you a pen in case they end up getting my ass but. This little town we're staying in, dirt road. We walked down to the store here. I mean, this has got all dirt roads and freaking dogs running all over. It's fucking cool as hell, dude. Right on the beach, though. So, so, so and we you, shot the fuck out of Spoonies this morning. Yeah, I was going to ask. So you got your first uh, your first day duck hunting done this morning. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody needs to be following along in the story. There's hella cool shit. I wish I could film more, but I'm here to shoot ducks, not take pictures but uh yeah i think i got like two uh fours not triples 
quadruples? I was the only one shooting on my side. Yeah, they were just spoon, 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 spoon. It was awesome. So, around on that, but not me. It was hella cool. Tomorrow's supposed to be a little bit more blue wing where we're going, but uh. Well, what about? No, it, this is a combo hunt too, right? Yeah, the dove. Well, this afternoon, shit. Yeah, I freaking glue through. Freaking, I got into my fifth box. I shot. I. Probably 25 to 30 for that many shells. But, I mean, I was just blazing. I didn't give a shit. They weren't coming in just right. <laughs> I was just fucking shooting, dude. Um, and then I lost a bunch in the river, too, because there was a river right behind me. Oh, and man. the dude, was, he was hauling it because it got windy and it was blowing him, like, into the river. Dude was, like, diving like an NFL receiver to get these fucking doves before they went in the river. But uh, he was a hell of a shell salesman. Because, to be honest, I might have slowed down, but he was fucking open one up when I'm like you know a quarter of it the box left he's got another one sitting there I just fucking blast 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 you know <laughs> but uh no nah, it was a lot of fun a little bit of adventure that road was blocked and we had to walk in for a few mud shit which was unexpected I didn't get a shit got my crocs on buddy but uh it, it was freaking awesome man stay right on the beach freaking eating oysters yesterday uh, the hunting's been excellent. Company's been excellent. Ramsey's been cool. Well, it's uh, definitely freaking awesome. I recommend all of you sign up for this hunt. For this thing. It's just badass. Oh, At least once in your life. Well, that sounds so, great. You're so, just for being awful quiet. You guys got something to say or what? <laughs> we can't get a word in yeah. with you talking. <laughs> well, we've all, we've all heard of Rocky Mountain oysters before. So what are the Mexican oysters, if you don't mind? I'm a, I, to be honest, I don't know. Some dude with a moped and a trailer showed up, and we just started eating fucking shit he was cracking open. So I have no idea what they are. Oh, man. But they were hella good. He had hot sauce. He had the whole deal. And then he had, uh, he cut open a coconut, and he cut it all up. And if anybody watched the store, you'll see it. So I drank that coconut water, and he promised me I can drink 100 beers, and I'll be fine. Uh, well, you're gonna. if anyone's going to put him to the test, it's going to be you. He was right. I did. I, he didn't show back up today. He was supposed to. Ramsey told him, come here every day and we'll buy a fucking oyster. He didn't show up today. But uh, that coconut water, it's like a miracle elixir, man. I chugged that one thing of co- coconut water. I've just been pounding beers ever since. It's man. <laughs> yeah, it's well. A miracle elixir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very impressive. They got a swimming pool here. It's a little cold to swim probably, but. Um, the beaches, I mean, they're out there, out there catching fish. Some dude had stingrays today he was catching. I mean, this shit, these motherfuckers are down here surviving. This is, uh, surviving. This is real Mexico. It's cool, dude. Well, well I think we're all jealous of you, John. Yeah, I'm jealous. Uh, you guys Heck yeah. Up, man. I will give Ramsey a plug. GetDucks.com, man. I mean, you don't fuck around. This is real shit down here. So, uh, I recommend y'all check them out and thank you so much for letting me or you calling me and talking about it you guys get on your whatever homoerotic stuff you feel like discussing about <laughs> well I, yeah thanks for letting us uh, record in your absence while you're off having fun and uh oh, yeah. we'll have to get a recap definitely when you get back on this whole mexico experience yeah, sure, man. thank you for keeping the thing going thank you uh ryan and jeremy for showing up on a friday night doing it with old robert Thanks for having us. Yeah, forward. thank you. Thank you for that hunt. That hunt we had was badass. I showed these dudes from Texas some of the videos and stuff. They thought it was cool as hell. So. Awesome. Anyway, 
I will see you guys probably sooner than unless I end up getting, I don't know, I'm going to wander around town a little bit tonight, so there ain't no telemobile. <laughs> um, if I make it home, I will see you all soon, and have an awesome podcast. All right, see you, bro. See you, John. All right, well, that was John live from Mexico calling in. So I don't know about you guys, but uh, that sounds like a pretty good time to me. Yeah, I mean, the pile of birds they had today was was a good one. Yeah, I've always heard Ramsey Russell puts on a a really, really good hunt. Yeah, I'd like to find out someday. I mean, John, that photo that uh, I'm sure it's on Instagram, and if not, he'll post a bunch more. You know, he's a little girl on that Instagram machine these days. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he shot more ducks today than I think I shot all season. Yeah. As yeah. a group, they definitely did. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a – looked like a solid, you know, 100 and something, 120, 150 bird pile. It's all spins. <laughs> yeah. so. there was a lot of brown in there i mean i zoomed in i, I saw one widgeon and may maybe a teal maybe okay. <laughs> could have could have been a small got the mexican teal with the spoons yeah they do that uh, i guess they uh, the trifecta there i always think of it as the uh the cinnamon the blue wing and the green wing but they say that it's the uh cinnamon uh i think it's the cinnamon green wing and spoonie I don't know. That's what John says. I'm like, ah. I think he's this just got spoonie on. This is the filthy spoon, yeah. <laughs> I think he's just got spoonie on his brain. <laughs> Anyways, back to our regularly scheduled programming, though. It's good to have you guys back. So, um, how are you guys doing? You recovered yet from the season? No, I had to go straight into work. <laughs> yeah. We got, a, we got a lot of stuff to wash mud off of. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. Oh, man. It took me two solid days. It took me uh, Tuesday and Wednesday to get the mud off of the Ranger, the Ranger trailer, and half of the uh, decoy stakes. And I just put them in a big trash can and filled it with water and just let them soak. Yeah. And then pressure washed everything. I took my Ranger to a car wash. A do-it-yourself car wash. Yep. Spent $15 there just knocking majority of the mud off before I took it to my house to finally finish washing it. And there were still probably 30 pounds of mud in my driveway. Oh, yeah. Easy. Maybe yeah. I got started on mine, I can only imagine. Oh, my gosh. Yours is horrible. Mm-hmm. You had 30 pounds of mud <laughs> just on your windshield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, that's, uh, I mean, it, it felt like World War One out there in terms of everything just being covered in mud and blood, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is, we're, we're doing trench warfare on these geese. Yeah. You know what, though? Uh, that's, uh, it's morbid, but it is a pretty cool sight to, to see some of your full body snows that got some, some blood on them or some socks that have blood on them, so you know you got them close. Oh, yeah. No, you guys definitely get them close. I mean, we'll talk, yeah, we'll get into this. Um, but yeah, I know for for me, I mean, post season, it takes me a couple of weeks to to kind of get everything put back in order. I mean, my garage isn't quite fully put back in order. I got these waders hanging here. I got some decoy bags and and crap lying around that I'm still kind of slowly putting together. But for you guys, it's like ten times that, <laughs> you know, a hundred times that. You, I don't think people realize, and um, it's the accountant in me, but every time, you know, I'm always looking around and, and kind of adding things up and, and taking inventory anywhere I'm at. And on a goose hunt, just the logistics and the amount of equipment that you guys have is, is 
it's pretty extraordinary. I mean, it's a large people don't. If you're not into this, you don't understand like the investment. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you didn't even see everything either. Yeah, we have. We more. S- yeah, we still have a, another sled full, and we still have another sled that doesn't have any in it yet. Okay. So we could potentially have up to 400 more full bodies out. We need a bigger trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your trailer's pretty big, too. I mean, it's a it's a 24-foot V-nose, and right now, the configuration on our sleds, once we change that in this off-season, we're going to get them side-by-side side in there, mm. up towards the front, and I should be able to get my, my Ranger in there my crew cab ranger in there with the four sleds i mean we have a fifth sled over at um our storage facility that has another 180 to 200 full bodies in it that didn't even get used this season so they're still brand new and then i have a sled at my house that i could build and put another 180 to 200 in um so we could be up in the what 1200 range if we wanted to be Mm -hmm. Yeah, 11, 1200, something in that ballpark. Yeah, we'll probably get there soon, though. Yeah. I mean, this summer's just going to be all straight over time to start preparing for next season. Yep, and it never ends. Um, so for those for those listening that might not have a concept that we were talking about with your sleds, I think those sleds that you have are pretty cool. Um, one of the sexual deviants that was in our group, he really wanted to climb in it and uh, – <laughs> be locked in a little sex cage there but yeah yeah <laughs> why don't, i'm why don't sorry i made it so good but damn <laughs> <laughs> why don't give the listeners a little uh little mental imagination a little mental picture of what you're what you're what you've done with those sleds i think it's a pretty cool concept so it's a it's a jet sled magnum um and i took uh three quarter and the other sled i have is one inch pvc went up uh from each corner four feet and put a uh, center support, uh, both vertical and uh, horizontal, in uh, all around it. And then we took a uh, construction fence and went on the inside and zip-tied it to the, uh, to the PVC. And I believe each one of my sleds can hold 200 full bodies. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It works well. It's works real well. Pretty strong, lightweight, you know doesn't bulge out the side not too bad yeah so it worked well you so can get two of them in a uh in an eight or side by side in an eight and a half foot uh trailer so 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 you have in your in your you have a 24 foot trailer you said, mm-hmm. and you put all your sleds plus plus the side by side his side by side right now all right just the way that we have it configured so we have two uh, sleds, my two sleds up in the front, side by side, and then we have one of his uh, going crossways, then his ranger comes in, and then we put a sled on the very back, right, that gets squished by the, uh, the gate of the trailer. All right. But once we get his sleds configured, and mine configured a little bit better, um, We'll be able to put all four of them side by side, two two rows of two side by side, and then we can either pull his ranger in and put the fifth sled behind his, or pull my crew cab 
ranger in and uh still have room yeah no it's a it's a hell of a logistics that goes behind the scenes on this and you know i've uh this last uh monday president's day was my my second hunt with you guys and uh you know on the client's perspective i don't i don't even have to see that part of it i you know i just have to show up and hunt it's pretty <laughs> pretty easy on my end but you guys do all that work behind the scenes and and it's uh it's yeah, it's quite the yeah, quite the operation. There's definitely a lot that goes into it that people don't realize, you know. Yeah. You got, I mean, I was scouting seven to ten days before trying to get pattern on the birds, where they're going, property access. For know. like the first three days we didn't see birds. We start yeah. start shaking like a dog yeah. trying to pass a peach pit like, oh, shit, are we going to have to cancel these hunts too? Yep. Because mm -hmm. we, we had, I think, 13 hunts scheduled this whole season. And I think we only ended up doing six. six. Be yeah, wow. six or seven yeah. because we canceled the rest of them. We, if we don't have birds there, we're not gonna we're not gonna have people come out and look at the sunrise. They can do that from their from their house. Yeah, they're not gonna pay us to to come see that laying in a muddy field or you know a plush green field that we know geese aren't gonna be in. That's just we we have talked about that extensively we can't consciously right do that to do that to people we understand that there's a hunting aspect into it and if we see geese in that field that's one thing right but just to book a hunt to book a hunt no 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 there there's there's other people that they can go to for that right so yeah in other words you know that hunting's hunting it's an opportunity you nothing nothing's guaranteed in the hunting world but if you don't think there's success, I mean, you're just not going to pursue mm -mm. Mm -mm. If, if it's not worth pursuing. It's, it's, it's honestly not even worth our time to, to set up. Because, I mean, people think guides are – I've been watching the, the different Facebook pages. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of And a lot of I mean, there is people just going off yeah. about guides this year. Well, tip your guides. Don't yeah. tip your guides. Do you – tip your electrician do you tip your right you know whatever and you know it's it is what it is whatever ryan and i never expect it i mean if it happens it's like we we even have caught ourselves hey are you sure i mean this is that's not necessary oh you know the positive feedback that we've got this year we had a goose hunt and i tried for three days three days to talk these guys out of right. going out i'm like hey the birds aren't really there we've seen them but there's just not the numbers that that we want to to set you guys up right they they were like nah man it's like money already spent we want to come out we want to have a good time you know we're already going to be in the area i'm like save your money go to the refuge have a good time nope we want to come out and hunt with you and those guys probably gave us one of the best reviews. Really? Oh. Nice. The, this guy was blowing up my phone for like, I don't know, four or five hours on just how great of a time they had, the positivity that we had, the setup that we had. He asked a bunch of questions kind of like you did about the logistics that go in yeah. prior to the hunt. And they were so appreciative of everything that we did prior to them even getting there. Right. 
So that was, the, that was the one I helped you set up on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hunt that day. Yeah, it was the very last day. Uh, goose or geese were open for late season. Okay. Or I'm I'm sorry regular for season. Regular season. Yeah. And those guys were just beside themselves. They they had the like the greatest time ever, and it was a less than spectacular hunt. I wanted to just give them their money back and yeah. be like, have a good time, and they would not hear it. They were yeah. like, oh, no, 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 no. You you guys earned this. Yeah, wow. We were wow. We were definitely very fortunate this year. We had some awesome group of guys that came out. All, all the groups were. Yeah. I, I, couldn't, was, I couldn't. I couldn't have asked for better clients this year. They were, they were no. Awesome. No. I've. We even got called. Like, I had a buddy call me, and he was like, hey, I think you have this uh, <clears throat> this guy coming to you. And this is what happened with our experience with him. So just, you know, watch out for fair this. Fair warning. Yeah, yeah, fair warning. That dude turned out to be like one of the coolest coolest people ever. And it was like, maybe he just had an off day. Maybe something wasn't right with their hunt with him. But... Uh, yeah, everybody was great. Everybody was great. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Oh, that's that's wonderful to hear. And yeah, you never know, right? Someone someone might rub someone the wrong way, but uh, you know, experiences vary, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some not everyone's not for everyone, but uh it's good to have that kind of blank slate slate mindset, which I imagine you kinda of have to do as a guide anyways, because you're meeting you're meeting all kinds of people. Well, just like on your hunt. Yeah. With uh on Monday. We had uh Barry that had never hunted before ever. Yeah. Seventeen year old kid amazing yeah i was glad to get him out there i was really worried about getting him his first goose and then it just it just happened yeah the, he had a pile of shells down there yeah he did <laughs> he had, he uh he shot a lot i yeah. mean and and there was that that pair of uh snow geese that came yep. in and everybody was chomping at the bit to plow them down and i called out his name and boy it first shot he smoked it so there was you know there was no doubt that was his yeah for sure that was cool i remember that yeah so i got a i got you know probably 10 or 15 text messages from him and his dad on the way home hey thanks so much you know we really appreciate it if you could send us the videos that you guys got of us and this that and the other we're definitely going to be back we heard that i mean almost every group that we we took out is man you tell us when you open up your hunt calendar next year because we want to be we want to be on it as quick as possible yeah and it was like that's humbling i mean i mean you you don't expect that as a as a guide and and for the to have people just say that just over and over and over again like one of the groups wants to be their opening day it's like, hey, slow down, Turbo. We, <laughs> we got a long ways to go. We don't even <laughs> get the trailer out. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't even know what's going on right now. But uh, <laughs> and you want to you want to book opening day, and they're they're coming down for, or they're coming up from like SoCal, like oh. a, right above LA, and it's like, wow. Well, there's hardly anything more addicting than waterfowl hunting, right? I mean, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I was thinking about the other day. Actually, on the way home from hunting with you guys, I was so like pumped. And and jazzed, you know, because you get these birds right in front of you. You see them. I mean, it's just it's just so fun, right? And mm-hmm. 
you know, you're in February, you feel like you're bonus hunting. I always do. Late goose, I always feel like it's like a bonus hunt, right? Yeah. Like, like duck season's over, but you're still out <clears> here <throat> killing some birds. Um, almost feels like you're kind of, you know, almost uh, getting one past past the old fishing game guys by doing it right that's what i feel especially on the veteran hunt that's yeah, exactly what i was gonna say totally feels like the, that. Like the it, veterans hunt you're just yeah. like man these things have been like especially if you go to an area that hasn't been oh, hunted yeah. yeah these ducks have had two weeks off yeah you hit them with a call and they respond you're like oh shit is this opening day again yeah and i think on the veterans hunt what this is this last season was the fourth fourth season with veterans hunt i think so yeah yeah the first season totally felt like you're breaking the rules i remember oh, that yeah yeah I, I got out there in that first season it, i was like it I, felt weird well i went to gray lodge yeah it was my second time ever going to the refuge i walk on at 11 o'clock and i'm like hey uh where's everybody at and they're like oh there's nobody on the east side they're like everyone has their seven birds they're gone yeah i'm like well <laughs> i guess i'm heading to the east side by myself <laughs> and, a couple, my buddy and his dad came out there with me and one and one other veteran, and we went out there and, I mean, we were the only ones there. We just sat there and picked whatever we wanted. It was awesome. This year, I uh, this year was pretty pretty wild. So I think last year it was right that I took you down to Los Banos for the first time yeah. with Greg. Yep. And then uh, we were fortunate enough to get invited back to. Uh, to another club down in Los Banos this year, uh, thank you, uh, for uh, Saturday. And I'd scouted a place that had probably 150 to 200 mallards in it on Thursday. And I was looking at this place, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I I can't be the guy that... <laughs> That breaks my, my word because I'd already committed to Los Banos. Right. But I'm sitting here looking at like 150, 200 mallards in a hole that I know is going to be spectacular. Right. And uh, I was just praying that nobody shot it on Saturday. Like praying and praying. And I even had a buddy that was watching it. And uh, he calls me and he's like, hey, man, uh, I did check somebody there. And they had uh, six green heads and a hen. Ooh. And I was like, oh, <laughs> man, somebody shot it. Because I was trying to get him to go with me on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, it just didn't work out. And uh, I told you I can't go down there. I'd shoot no ducks. Well, there's there were some I, hens there. Okay. You, uh, you, are, you, are you a hen shooter? No, I have, no, a, he I can't. have a mallard greenhead curse. What? And I will whiff every time. Uh, but we we got to break that. Oh, dude, we, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I walked out of there with uh, four mallards and a pair of wood ducks, and the only reason I shot the wood ducks is because they got in the way of the mallards that were already in the decoys. So those are all some good birds. Oh yeah, I was I went twelve for fourteen on uh, Veterans Weekend, so I I I couldn't complain. No, that's. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. That Veterans Weekend, it's it's a lot of fun, but you always do feel like you're breaking the rules a little bit. Yeah. I, I remember the second year, I was, I was shooting a rice field on the Sunday. I think it was a Sunday. It could have been the Saturday. I don't remember what. But uh, this truck drives by, you know, because we're not terribly far from, from the public road, and he just stops. And you could tell he's just like... These dudes are freaking po I can't believe I can't believe I'm watching guys shoot ducks right now. Like, are you kidding me? 
<laughs> you know, he probably and he stayed there for a minute, a good a good minute. My guess is he probably called fish and game, which is fine. He probably didn't know, right? I mean, I didn't. A lot of people don't know about it. Yeah. So my 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 theory, because he sat there for a good you know ten fifteen minutes, is they probably called until someone told them that you know there there is some legal waterfowl hunting taking place this weekend. Yeah, I I am glad to see that more that's an active duty or taking place in it though, because the first year there was I mean when there was nobody. No. And the yeah. Second yeah. year there's a little crazy. bit more. Third year a little bit more, and then now I hear of a lot of guys that are putting in resis and whatnot, not pulling anything anymore. Yeah, really, and it's quiet. like it's it's crazy. It's like you're putting in for a refuge, and you're not pulling a resi even for the veterans weekend. And it's like, well, hmm. this year a lot of the the uh, refuges I, um, in the Upper Butte, I think, were flooded out too. Yeah, Little Dry Creek yeah. was flooded out. Um, was Howard? I don't know if Howard was. Open I think Howard. No, no, did they? They weren't they. Howard sending, was open. They were sending people from Little oh. Dry Creek. If you drew a. A resi at Little Dry Creek. Yeah, they were sending you to Howard, yeah, from yeah, what I heard. Was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I know that uh, that was um, that actually ruined my Saturday hunt plans. That whole flood out there in that area. But uh, we should get together, like hopefully one day next year for the vet hunt, and just find somewhere and go hunt. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a you know it's a long story, and I don't want to throw the guy under the bus uh, because I did fully. Um, I was the bigger man. I decided to forgive him, but my one of my longtime hunting partners this last Sunday, he's also a veteran. He really screwed me on the on the Sunday hunt. I'm I'm uh, I was pretty bitter about it. We were supposed to hunt all day, and uh, I won't go into full details. But like 1 p.m., this dude's like, uh, "I gotta go," and I was like, "What? Well, like wow. you told me that we're gonna hunt all day. That it's yeah. the last day that we're gonna hunt dust ducks, dust. and we're gonna go." Full shoot time bore to shoot time and, and 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 until we limit and we we hunted the morning and then we went back out for the afternoon and we were i felt like we were barely there till he's like i gotta go and i, I was like dude i'm gonna be i'm gonna be pissed at you for a while I, I i was pissed i was actually really upset like not like you know too much of a woman but i was pissed i was like i was like dude you're a liar yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's good that you 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 bring that stuff up like we uh going back to some of the challenges that we had uh with logistics is uh finding helpers oh i'm sure like yeah. i mean what time do you guys start for putting out a spread <laughs> sometimes <laughs> one 2 a.m we're meeting depends i mean yeah. some of the fields that you can drive right out and right into the field no issue sure. you know you can you get that extra hour bring and the half trailer out there or so or yeah but i mean some of them you're walking walking stuff in or whatever it may be you know so i'd say anywhere two to two thirty yeah one to one to two thirty oof somewhere in there and i've got an hour drive to our fields at least yeah mm -hmm. at least an hour so there were some days i was getting up at midnight midnight 15 out the door oof just to meet to to go start setting the spread in sideways rain. I mean, yeah, I'm lucky. I'm 30 minutes from everything. <laughs> that, that's how I am in the waterfowl world. I'm, I'm less than an hour away from all the valley hunting. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the place that we hunted for Lake Goose, I was 21 minutes. I think is what, ah, you, what is I was that? So. 35 or 36. So yeah, yeah, you had me beat. Yeah, it was perfect. You yeah. know what though? I'll I'll do it every day. Like he's like, I'm gonna take Tuesday off. I said, you just want to take the 
the sled of specs somewhere and go set up? And he's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I, almost, I almost, I almost did. I was talking to a guy on. I was talking to a guy sitting there in bed on Saturday, or excuse me, on Monday night, and I was like, if he would have said, let's do it, we would have done it. We would have done it. Damn, I should have called you. Right? Yeah. Uh, I found a field, too, that had some specs sitting on our way out. They were all, you, there. all you had to do is I tell was me. Kind of, I was sleepy. They, uh, well, I mean, shoot, with that trailer, I mean, do you ever just take out, take out some decoys and throw a cot in that thing? I had honestly thought about it, but uh, what really ruined me for that is when I took when I bought that trailer, I took it to Idaho with me. Yeah, and I was gonna sleep in it during deer season out there. Right. For the first week, it was fine because it was in the seventies sure. in the day and maybe in the upper forties at night. All right. But that second week, upper forties was the high, and it started dropping into like the low thirties and twenties. And it got not it fun. got super cold. That thing ain't insulated at all, <laughs> and it's like basically sleeping inside a beer can. Oof! And I had uh, the little Mister Buddy heaters. Yeah, I got one. And they say nothing, those things huh? will go six hours on yeah. high. That's bullshit. Oh yeah, no. like maybe four hours, and you're changing that thing out, and you're like freezing while you're doing it. Yeah. So I put up a tarp partition to like close off a part of it just big enough for you know my bed and everything but it was and that helped that helped quite a bit but uh man yeah it was still cold my buddy that i used to work with at the jail he moved out to idaho he brought his travel trailer there he's like hey man stay in here while i'm going or just stay in here the rest of the trip oh that was my saving grace right there (laughs) he said oh yeah oh yeah it was it was great so i mean we'd i'd talked about it being so close i'm going home but you know (laughs) (laughs) i've done a lot of days of sleeping out in the field and i'm okay with with not doing any more yeah going home getting that shower in getting you know throwing something down your throat for to eat and getting to bed i mean an hour what's an hour i mean you'd be a sack delavan from my house in an hour so I rather I rather come down and do my own stuff down here with him than go hunt ducks on a on a refuge. No, a lot of truth to that. They uh No, I'm not a big fan of sleeping in in my truck or anything. I've you know, we've all done it. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, uh <laughs> setting up for your uh setting up for your your hunt. Oh. I lost my key fob to my brand new oh, truck, my 2023 no. Ford. <laughs> lost my key fob. So it's about, what, 9, 9.30? It's 9.30 at night. 9.30 at night. I walk past him. Hey, brother, see you in the morning. Walk past one of our helpers, Jake. See you in the morning, brother. Get up to the truck. The mirrors don't move. The lights don't come on. The running boards don't come down. I'm like. Oh, no. Oh, shit. And you've been in the field putting things out for hours at this point, so it could be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up having to call my wife (laughs) and have her drive an hour and 15 from our house with my spare fob. She was pretty upset. I was going to say, I'm married, so I'm sure (laughs) I can can imagine how thrilled my wife would be. So I, I literally... 
walked up and down the the grass lane from the road to where we hunted uh-huh. probably 10 or 15 times. And that was probably, what, three, 400 yards? Yeah, something like that. I walked up and down that 10 or 15 times looking for this thing, looking in the road, looking everywhere I'd been. I looked the whole next day, too, when we were picking up. Yeah. Never found it. Never found it. Um, I got into the truck. Luckily, I can start the truck from my phone. Mm. And I started it. None of the electronics come on, but the seat, the heat, heated seat was like barely on. And once I felt that, I was out. (laughs) My wife pulls up beside me and she's sitting there. She's honking the horn. I, I was like, oh my gosh, what's, what's going on? And she's like, here, and just hands me a fob and starts to take off. I was like, stop, turn around and go back the way you came because <laughs> that road is no good. Yeah. So, yeah, she's uh, she was pretty upset. I found out it's going to be about $400 to replace that key fob. Is that what it is? Ooh. Yeah. Damn. The actual fob's only like uh, 200 bucks. And then the actual uh, laser cut key is back ordered till next month. And then they have to charge me an hour's worth of labor to program the fob to my truck. So about $400 later, you get a new key fob. Yeah, it's so funny. I don't know about you guys, but I've had, I can think of multiple stories like that where, where this, uh, you know, with duck hunting, where where our hobby, our drive to be out there and hunt as much as possible has caused some like, uh, you know, roadside or, or just, you know, little little miniature crisis in our life, whether it's, you know, getting your truck stuck. I don't know if you guys have done that yet with doing this. Don't shake your head. No. <laughs> well, you, not your truck, but you oh buried God. you buried your side-by-side. We, we may or may not have went frame deep in the middle of Riceville. <laughs> Ooh. Super, how'd you super get that? How do you get that out? Tractor, no. seven, no. six or seven hundred feet of mule tape. And wow! The and, winch. and the winch on the front of my. That day, I did not have a winch on the front of my Polaris. You went out and bought one though. Up until that day, <laughs> the day that I ran like seven hundred, seven hundred fifty feet of mule tape out mm-hmm. and brought it back for him to winch himself maybe a foot, and then reel his reel his winch in and then maybe go another foot i was like i'm buying a winch right now mm-hmm. i bought a winch the next day and put it on the very next day yeah and i was like oh this is the greatest no, thing ever it's a lifesaver what once sure. you get stuck you get like ptsd from it dude it changes you for a couple mu- you know yeah. at least a couple months if not years he wouldn't put his he wouldn't put a side by side in the rice field after that, that dude, for the rest cha- of the season bro it changes you i got my tra- i had my truck buried like that in a rice field one time yeah no the hell are you doing in a rice field in your truck yeah. Well, well, because preseason, you know, <clears throat> we, we drive, we drive on mm-hmm. and put our mm-hmm. decoys out. I mean, and the crust on top of the soil. Yeah, you know, we just drive yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It nor- normally, it's totally fine. Well, with this field, and I've told this story before, so it's no secret. But this field, I it was a, a Saturday Sunday. I go there Saturday and set up, uh, set up the blinds, get decoys to the blinds. Uh, Sunday, I got to put some more decoys out. I have some guys meeting me. I. Again, Saturday, I drove my truck. No big deal. Um, it, it, there's some, you know, it's kind of what, some October rain, but again, nothing that where it's going to get your truck stuck. Harvested rice field. 
Well, I didn't know that, and that that evening they turned the water on. Oh, but when the water, you know, when the rice field first floods, it's not like flooding a like concrete where the water's just no. on top. You know, yeah. at first it soaks the field up and then rises, right? Yep. So um, I'm driving out there and I'm like, ooh, it's gotten slick. Like I'm like, <laughs> you know, I like it. I don't remember it raining that bad last night. You know, I, wow, you know, and uh, and the further I got. I'm like, oh no. oh, oh no! This is this is a different field than the one I was on yesterday, and I got that truck stuck so bad, so bad. And it's like Sunday afternoon, and I'm calling the farmer, and I'm like, he's gonna be pissed, but I don't care. I got to get out of this thing, right? Um, I can't get a hold of anyone. I mean, I'm just freaking out, and I had to call my wife. Oh no! And you know, because I I'm like, I can't. Sp- stay out here forever yeah. you know yeah <laughs> and uh i thought thankfully you know later that night we did get a get a tractor out there and got it out but uh for a minute there i thought my truck was going to be the second duck blind in that field yeah i thought we're just camo this thing up and we're going to shoot from it yeah <laughs> pretty comfortable though because <laughs> it ain't going nowhere <laughs> <laughs> like this thing is buried yeah that's a it, the side but it, something hit Something hit it out of four wheel drive, knocked into two wheel drive when yeah. I was sitting there, and I didn't didn't notice it and took off and just <laughs> sunk it. Well, while you were while you started to take off, I was like, man, there's just rooster tails coming out the back, mm-hmm. and I'm like, his front tires don't look like they're spinning. But I mean, it's it's like an all wheel drive in a Subaru. It's not it's not four wheel drive, right? So it's a l- like a limited slip type deal, but I was like, man, that's kind of odd. And then I just watched him, boom. And And then he backed up, and I was like, oh, no, don't rock it. Don't rock it. Don't (laughs) it. I was like, oh, we're we're done now. Yep. But it came out. It did. That, uh. Well, those are those little little crises that you have in in this, in this, uh, this life we live, right? Is all of a sudden this hobby has turned into a, you know, a big problem. And now your whole life is like shattered for for the next you know couple hours till you solve this thing, right? You're just yeah. in total panic mode. And, yeah, <laughs> you the know, worst, look, the worst is when you do it on your way to set up. Oh yeah, yeah. been there. Yeah, no, well, you're right about that. That changes the day. Yeah, <laughs> the shit part is brand new. It's going to cost us about seven grand to get tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for just one of our, just one of the side by sides. I think we've determined that. One's one's enough. Yeah, if it's that bad, you can run one. Yeah. yeah. Well, we they're can run our four wheelers out there. Yeah. And yeah, quads are kind of indestructible. And then if you have a side by side with tracks, no matter what, you're going to get that quad out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's gonna. Since I bought the trail, I think he's gonna buy the tracks, and uh, we'll uh, we'll at least start there. And if it if it comes to it, then yep. I may have to bite the bullet and buy tracks too. But Hey, whatever whatever we gotta do to be successful is what we're gonna do. I mean, yeah, yeah that, those tracks are pretty cool, especially for the, you know, uh, if you ever do like flooded rice fields, get in duck hunting or something like that. Guiding those, you know, you can get things in and out, take clients right to the blind. I mean, yeah. those, those tracks are awesome. Yeah, they're definitely slick. That's, mm-hmm. the, ne- that's the next thing on the list for they're, sure. They're surprisingly bumpy, though, in my opinion. Like it changes the the suspension on those things. It's they're very rigid it cuts your uh like if your top speed is 60 yeah it'll cut it in half yeah like your top speed may be 25 or 30 right 
Um, and the big thing with those is mud flaps and fender flares. Because if not, you are going to throw mud everywhere. Yeah. Like, it'll come off the back of the track into the bed of the ranger. I mean, I've, I've, ugh, I've seen so much stuff get so muddy just from the, the water and the mud coming off the tracks, coming right back into the bed. And it was like, oh, my God. Did you just drag this straight through the field? Yeah, and the way you guys hunt, you know, hunt, you're not hunting the same field, you know, ten days in a row or anything. So it's not going to be an issue for for your guy, you guys. But uh, when you're using those all the time, they man, they really tear up roads. They 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 turn those roads into slush. Yeah. Well, we may not hunt the same field back to back, but there are some days that we hunt the same property. Right. Maybe so you know two or three fields apart because that's where. You know, the geese are in here thicker than oatmeal this day. And then a few days later, they're, you know, two fields over, and we may have to use the same road. But we'll we'll cross that bridge. We've Actually, we've been really fortunate to have some really, really good landowners that are like, yeah, basically, as long as you don't, like, make super deep ruts, we don't yeah. go out there, drive out there, do what you need to do. We've uh we've been fortunate to to be surrounded with, you know, awesome uh awesome farmers, awesome clients. Uh Ryan and I got a system once we get into the field, uh that that just works pretty slick and I think we've shaved probably thirty to forty five minutes off of our setup time just by the the system that we developed once we got out there. It's like he knows what he's going to start doing. I know what he's going to start doing, so I start doing something else. And, yeah, it's uh, – flows well. Oh, it flows real well, real well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could see that for sure. They, uh, <clears throat> I, I used to volunteer for a church, believe it or not, that, that set up like a – they rented a, a school, like gymnasium, and they would they had a trailer like you guys that would have all the church stuff in there, and you'd – take it out and then put it back in, right? Take it out, set it up, put it back in. But same thing, like, you know, we got, you do it week after week volunteering and you get this routine where you know what this guy's doing and what this guy's doing and it cuts, you know, soon enough, you, you know, okay, instead of show up at 6.30, we're going to show up at 7 because we've shaved off, you know, 30 minutes from our getting into that routine. So that's uh, that's super cool. But, yeah, so for, first year guiding for you guys, man. And uh, this is a first year for, for our podcast and i think we both picked a hell of a first year oh yeah (laughs) it was rough i mean it was very rewarding yeah like i said with the people that we that we've met um you guys included uh our clients we've networked like way more than i've networked before started networking with other guides yeah um yeah there's been some awesome awesome guys communications with other guides is is great we had a we had a little hiccup right in the about the middle of the season had a one guy starting to run his mouth about stuff that he didn't have any uh business running his mouth about but it was uh that brought i I think that that started our communication with other guides a lot um to where it was beneficial for all of us yeah, no, they, uh, what was, so 
what what's been like the biggest surprise is anything that stands out that you didn't you didn't expect just the weather this year for sure that was the biggest (laughs) yeah i mean the geese up until at least where we were hunting it seemed like mid-january they were still in the water Mm -hmm. and i saw some in the water driving home from work this week Yeah, yeah exactly still and so i mean that was definitely the transition over to the dry this year i think was the biggest the biggest hiccup for us i mean there was a lot of the some of the properties that we've been hunting for years now just that birds just never transitioned no just never got in yeah a lot a lot of birds never got into the green grass um you know we've hunted that pretty i mean i've hunted that heavily for the last years now um but just i think that cold never got that cold snap and just never never transitioned them over no so that was the biggest thing you're right though it didn't it didn't get cold this year i think maybe 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 we had one morning that maybe got down to like 30 maybe yeah i mean when we hunted with you guys on monday it was 60 (laughs) yeah yeah no it was (laughs) t-shirt weather yeah it was very the good news is very comfortable yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it was i mean i was like i could practically sleep in that yeah in that layout yeah it's not bad yeah i i you know i was dozing off very comfortable very fun they uh (coughs) yeah well you mentioned scouting i mean scouting for the for the goose hunt too that's a that's your bread and butter you have to scout for these birds yeah we learned a lot about that yeah i i learned a lot about that this year like from where i've been used to hunting the birds are normally always there and this year being you know an hour away hey can you go can you go check these fields sure no problem and driving down here and driving back that was a that was a huge eye opener for me yeah and uh then it got frustrating too because where we killed hundreds of geese last year, it was vacant. Oh, I'm wow. with you there. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you there for a, for a long vacant. time. Our best, <clears throat> our best shooter. I mean, our best duck and geese property that we hunt was was dead this year. I mean, I've shot hardly any birds out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think it's probably on the same side of the the river as you guys, all east side of the the valley. Yep. Yeah, the east side did not get the birds that it normally gets. Mm-mm. No. Uh, um, there's a couple, you know, there's a couple, a couple guys I saw out there that really got into them really well. Um, but I mean, as far <clears throat> my point of view, this is, this is the slowest season I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to work, uh, I had to work harder to shoot less birds this year. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> a bitch? I don't remember working this hard to <laughs> shoot this little birds for a while. You get, you get used to, you have a couple good years where you, uh, you're like, man, I, you know, I felt like you guys. I'm like, I'm a goose god. I'm a goose guide. I can call these birds right in. It's like, no, I just had a ton of birds in there. <laughs> last well, volume year, helps. Last year was amazing. Yeah. Like we put my best friend and his son on a on a giant spin, and that was the first time that I'd laid under a giant spin like that, and it amazing the only like the only word i could describe it but this year we couldn't get them to spin like hardly at all um white we have whites didn't really want to play this year you know we shot we shot a couple here and there we'd have 
groups, singles, groups of up to 10 or so come in. But as far as a big spin of the, you know, hundreds or thousands, it just just never never happened this year, unfortunately. Uh-uh. Well, if you can get groups of, you know, six, eight birds and you're dropping four, five, six at a time, you, you can make you know you can make your money doing that mm-hmm. yeah, well yeah. you guys yeah. yeah on your guys account, we had those eight specs that came in yeah and those those full bodies that were right in front of our socks they were 15 yards away from us and we shot them right over there and only two of them left the uh left the spread yeah that's right no they uh yeah i will i will say you know i got to hunt with you guys twice this year and uh the one time you know you called me or shoot, shot me a text, or whatever. You know, hit me up. Hey, we're gonna run a hunt. Cause I and uh, I always like, you know, I've always uh, wanted to be on someone's short list for this type of thing. So I was happy that you hit me up and definitely took advantage of it. But both times I hunted with you guys, um, you know, the you, you get the birds right on top of you. It's it's a totally you know different experience than um, than you know folks might be used to. I know John. We, you know, and it's not like, like we're regular duck hunters. So we're not like, this is the only time we're going to hunt is with, you know, with a guide. I mean, we hunt all the time. So a lot of guys, um, who do that, they might not want to, you know, pay for a, a, a guide. Right. But I pay for, for the experience, for do, doing a different experience than I'm, I normally would do. So for me, like, I don't have any dry fields that the geese hit. Now I shoot plenty of geese on a good year out of a, a flooded rice field, but it's different, right? It's different. Yeah, and the way the birds work into a layout is totally different. It just feels like they're closer. They get they they are closer. They come right on top of you. You feel vulnerable. <laughs> you do have like I don't know about you guys, but you have socks over the top of you. Yeah, to break up your outline. But when those geese are five, oh, ten, yeah. fifteen yards, and you're just looking at them, it's like I don't even want to move because it's like. I feel so like I feel like I stick out. Yeah, but they're just right there coming in. You know, six eight feet off the ground. Well, I think you do stick out if you move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I know you guys. I've heard you tell clients. You know, when I've been hunting with you guys, like, hey, don't move, don't move. And you know, for an experienced waterfowler, that's kind of like inherent. We already know that, right? We're not like, but but you, you're taking out a wide range of people, and it, that is something important. Like, I want to like almost like reiterate that to people like because if, if i'm hunting with you guys yeah guys don't move your freaking heads when these birds yeah. are here everybody know? wants to look yeah it's like the hardest thing not to <laughs> like just peek out from behind that sock because you guys ready. are calling the shots all we have to do is just <laughs> is just you know kind of look down don't worry about it and just wait for you to call that shot and then then find out where the birds are at yeah 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 it's it's funny too because you'll see the guys that that you know are experienced hunters and they you know they're pulling their socks over and they're yeah. they're breaking up their outline and doing everything that we ask everybody to do. And then you got the guys that just lay there and just they just full, they, full starfish, <laughs> <laughs> starfish. <laughs> Where are they at? <laughs> just laying there. All their socks are moved. You know, arms linked away, just so that they can get to everything yeah. to where it's not it's a, a spotlight. I'm right there. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean. But you know what? They're they're paying for that experience. So I mean, we can we can tell them, hey, yeah, you know, cover up a little bit more. And and when we get up and take our breaks, or if they get up to go to the bathroom or whatever, we can move socks, you know, a little bit around them. And uh, but they're you know they're they're paying for that experience too. So it's like, hey, if you want to have a great experience, come on, 
I mean, they're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have fun. Freaking John last hunt, man, getting up and, and taking a leak right when those birds were sitting down. <laughs> oh, they, they landed with him out there. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Because uh, he turned around and he was like, oh, well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did not care one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, what, that's what you get when you bring the alcoholic on the hunt. <laughs> what do you expect? No, he's uh that was that was a lot of fun. He told me afterwards too. He was like, uh, we we talked. He's like, dude, that was so much fun. I said, right? I'm like, man, I like, I'm like bummed that the season's over. Like, I was I was ready for this season to be over. Yeah. And then and then that last that last hunt, late goose. I'm like, I, I want to do it again. It just yeah. sparks a yeah. little fire in you. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I, I'd go right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just <laughs> well, that, it's that different. That's just that uniqueness, I think, that just keep. I don't, that's what draws me back. I uh, I just realized that I got to work this weekend until Monday, and then we go on our seven days off because we're switching from days to nights. And then I have that weekend off, and I fly back to uh, Indiana, and then I'm only in Indiana a brief maybe a day. Yeah. And then we leave for Missouri for the uh, uh, yeah, spring. The uh, spring conservation. Yeah, the spring conservation. Oh, the, the no plug. Yeah. No plugs, no, no plug. limits. E- Kill e- as colors. many as you want. Yeah. Or as many as you can. Gosh, I, I bought forgot, a. I forgot you are going on that. Yeah, I, I bought a case of shells and sent it back to my buddy Yeah. Uh, back in Indiana. So I'm taking two of my shotguns. I have a uh, nine-shot magazine tube extension. It sticks out past the end of my 28-inch barrel. With the two-inch uh, extended choke tube, probably about six inches, uh, I can hold 14 rounds of 12-gauge. I'm nice. taking my Browning A5 and my Maxxis 2. The uh, magazine tube fits both of them. Oh, I hope we wreck them. <laughs> I've been watching it. It's in Mound City, Missouri, and uh, there's a, uh, a, a federal or a national wildlife refuge right there in Mound City. And for the last three weeks, the snow goose numbers have doubled. So it went from like three three fifty to six fifty, and now it's at like one point three million. So I just hope those numbers just keep climbing until we get there. Yeah, no, that's gonna be. I'm I'm jealous of that. That's gonna be the the Mexico of goose hunts right there. It sounds like the. Uh, I wish they they did that here. We got too many damn snow geese here in in California. I re- I really wish that they would let us use e collars. Yeah. I don't care about taking your plug out. Right. Yeah. No. Maybe okay. Maybe take your plug out, but not put a magazine tube extension. Let us shoot five shells. Yeah. Let us shoot five. But the e collars, I think, you know that that takes up a lot. But just like leaving a static spread out. These birds will get used to e collars just like yeah. you know everybody plays the same the same rhythm off their phone and uh, I just had a buddy that lives in Nebraska he was like, yeah man everybody was playing the same stuff on their on their e collars I changed up my tunes a little bit and started getting them to come back into me and we got into them so now I don't really know know this and you might know more um, since especially after you go and do it but I hear that some of the ways they do it is they'll actually like implant microphones in fields of snow geese and then record that sound and then play it out of the phones. That would be that seems like that would work. That seems legit. (laughs) I don't know I don't know if they do that or not, but um, one thing I've I've talked to Ryan about is the uh, 
the Snow Goose World Championship that Max Prairie Wings puts on. It's a ten man ten man team. It's a hundred bucks per person, but whoever can kill the most. Like, yes. Yeah. A couple of years ago, the the winning team shot four hundred and seventy three snow geese from shoot time to one p.m. You have to check back in at one p.m. You have a judge in the field. There's a whole bunch of rules, but the winners take ten shotguns, fifty cases of shells. A uh, whole bunch of gift cards, a whole bunch of gifts and everything. Winner takes all, but... Is it only in that one state? Yeah, it's only in uh, Stugart, Arkansas, right around there. So, I... Uh, <laughs> once I get some more uh, some more knowledge about this snow goose hunting back in the Midwest, may take a couple years, but... Uh, well, they, they, were doing, um, they were doing stuff like that with coyotes. Here in uh, in California, believe it or not, in yeah, Northeast California, yeah, right up there by Almanor. yeah. And then a bunch of uh, activists found out, and and I don't know if they shut it down or if they just protested it, but people were freaking out because they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is a contest!" Yeah, it's like, but the snow geese, it's the same concept. Like, there's they're overpopulated, right? Yeah, in certain part, parts of the U.S., I would say they're overpopulated here. When you see that that monkeypox that they got, that uh, you know HIV. Avian, avian flu, snow. yeah, yeah, bobblehead bob, yeah, you know, they flying fly. around. Oh, just yeah, I mean, it's not when you, when you and, and for the you know duck hunters, I mean those those snows come in and freaking feed out fields and they'll they'll sit on a flooded rice field and feed it out, mm-hmm. take away habitat from the other birds and and their populations growing. We we're seeing less ducks. And it's right. a problem. What's your uh, what's your view on the the up in the sprig limit for next year? Uh, I mean, for California, I think it's a no brainer. <laughs> for for if you're if you if you hunt rice in the North Valley, I mean, they they don't seem endangered to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard what I've heard is three bulls mm-hmm. because the bulls yep. are feeding out the areas for the hens and the uh, the young sprig to eat. Yeah, I've heard so, the same. So they're talking about three bulls. I don't know how true that is or not, but that would ma- that would have made this season a lot better for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, how many times have you shot your one bull sprig and then you know That's three it. or four, fifty, yeah, sixty five, just working, well, landing, picking up, yep, coming back around, w- yeah, it's- wanting to land in the blind with you, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> smoking cigarettes. Hey, how you doing? All right, cool, get out of here. And and what I've heard is that the our our population of sprig here because um, they they come from a area in Alaska that habitat's kind of locked in right like it's not going anywhere so that our population isn't subject to the um, population declines that the other flyways are because you know the prairies that they they come from in Canada and stuff where they have habitat loss we don't, our population doesn't have that so our population's strong so. Uh, so you know, to subject us to the same limits as everyone else is is you know isn't really objective science. There, it's just. Well, I brought a buddy out from uh, Indiana, and he was asking me all about the uh, the waterfowl hunting out here, and I told him how many days we get to hunt, yeah, and the limits, the limits, and everything, and he was just beside himself. People are surprised. California is a one of the best states for waterfowl hunting i mean the whole pacific 
flyways. Yeah. Oregon, Washington, they're great states. I've, I've hunted up in Washington. I, I think I'm going to go again next year. I'm, you know, it's great waterfowl hunting in Washington. Idaho's can be really good. I heard it's gotten better. Probably because the Klamath, I've heard rumors that they think that the Klamath being dry shifted a lot of birds east. I don't know. People, you know, you know, duck hunters have theories about everything. Oh, yeah. Um, Conspiracy theorists. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not one to say yes or no to it. I'm like, I'll, I'll buy into a lot of things. I don't know. Sure. I thought it was the heated corn ponds. Yeah. They've been blamed for a lot. And I've, I've, uh, I've hunted one of those corn ponds at one of those heated corn ponds in Washington. And there are a lot of mallards that, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had, uh, I've had buddies and their, their family moves like over to Idaho and lives right on the snake. Yeah. They said that he takes his boat after daylight down or up the snake, kicks out, you know, hundreds of mallards, sets up and just waits for them to come back in. Or they'll set up in a dry field, dry cornfield, and they'll shoot their limits at honkers and, and mallards no yeah. time. Yeah, I've always wondered that, too, about why in Canada, Oregon, Washington, the ducks will hit the dry fields, but they don't, they don't like dry rice fields. I wonder if it's just we have so much water here in the rice fields that they're not accustomed. Once they leave those states that may not have as much water, yeah. Once they get here, it's like every other field's flooded. Because I, you know, I see videos of like Canada. They're shooting not just mallards, but they're shooting widgeon, all kinds Sprig. of different. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in these dry, dry fields on the prairie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <clears throat> you just don't. I mean, sometimes you guys know because you you goose hunt dry fields you'll shoot ducks in dry fields sometimes but not not like not like you see in these other states and other so your guys' hunt was unique because we we had not seen that many <laughs> ducks in a dry field well a dry-ish field yeah dry-ish that's a good way to then all season we could have shot some ducks that oh yeah that kid on the end was like hey here comes some <laughs> and it's like no those are ducks don't shoot don't, don't shoot. shoot don't shoot yeah, and I mean, he was having a ball though. Yeah, no, it's. I think it's so cool when people go out for the first time. I love. I took out a guy for the first time this last season, and uh, he had a blast each time. I, you know, it was. I, I took him out early in the season, so like November, slow November, and I think we shot. You know, I don't know the first time maybe four or five birds, second time even less, maybe two or three, and he he was on. He loved it. He was hooked. He's like, this is so fun. <laughs> he caught it. Yeah. yeah, I got a I got a buddy that just started hunting this year, and uh, he was he went out with Scott Feist when they did the veteran hunt. Oh, cool! And uh, he's he said he had a spectacular time. Oh now my he's he's hooked now. He said now I'm going. I don't know what he said. Five, he says he wants to do five to seven trips next year or something. <laughs> <laughs> I I get it, man. Listen, I don't know anything about drug addiction. I've never had a like a substance abuse problem, but if it's anything like a duck hunting addiction. I'm like, I'm a little less judgmental, let me tell you, because I, I, I feel legitimately sometimes addicted yeah. to this. Yeah. I it's can. it's like when you when you go out and you hunt and you're like, oh, man, it's terrible. You might shoot a bird or two. <clears throat> and then the next day you're just like, no, I'm not going to go out. But then I, I don't know about you all, but I feel guilty oh, yeah. because it's like we get 110 days. Yep. And this is my joy yeah. in this 110 days. And then if I feel like I cheat myself, if I don't go out. Absolutely. But then it's like, well, today's conditions were just like yesterday. And I may or may not 
may not shoot anything, but it's it's the the going. You'll never know unless you go. Well, I'm like Ryan. I live you know 30 minutes from everything. So for me, I'm like, well, I'm I'm really not waking up earlier than I normally would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a, a little early. I'll you know I, in my head the story I tell myself is just go out there, drink your coffee. When the coffee's done, if it sucks, leave. Yep. That's yeah. a good. That's a good theory. I'm yeah. gonna, what am I going to do? I'm going to wake up and drink my coffee at home. I might as well go out there and drink my coffee. Yeah, yep. yeah. I agree. Let's see what happens. A, this is the first year in a, oof, a long, good amount of years I haven't had a duck blind, and it was that was a that was a game changer. Waking up and being like, man, I know it wasn't good today, <laughs> but I should have been out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We actually did a lot of uh, a lot of firsts this year. Like uh, Sutter, I've never hunted Sutter, mm-hmm. and I got addicted to Sutter early season. That natural habitat in yeah. Sutter. Well, they 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 got water earlier this year too. I'd never been there. Yeah, and uh, one of our buddies is like, "Hey, let's go hunt Sutter." I'm like, "Yeah, he lives ten minutes." Yeah, I'm like, "Sure, let's let's do it." Not knowing, but to be underneath a tree. Yeah, and calling ducks and geese in—that's that's my jam right there. If I can if I can hunt hunt underneath trees, not need you know cover, besides the tree being over the top of it. Oh, that's 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 so awesome. Um, I had a well, I used to hunt the secret spot not too far from you, uh, under under trees. Oh. <laughs> we, we we duff hunted in that area if that yeah helps. yeah yeah i, I yeah. knew exactly what you're talking about <laughs> where everyone goes yeah if you're gonna hunt there yeah that that line of trees out there and that kind of reminded me of that sitting you know standing under those well the place that i was going to take you sunday if if it would have worked out yeah. was about a hundred times better than that oh really oh yeah. that's where i saw all those mallards and it was just like, oh my gosh! It it made me think about years past and how special that that place is. Uh, it's just, it's great. Yeah. Well, Sutter Refuge is cool. Last last season, Sutter Refuge was open for like two weekends because it didn't get water until late, and then it got too much water and flooded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was hardly open. This this season, uh, Sutter got water early, which was nice. Yeah. And it was really good for us and the rice, uh, you know, we we're just on the other side of the, the levee from the refuge and uh, that early water at Sutter really brought some early birds there. It was nice. I hope they hope they keep getting that water in October or, you know, really September. Yeah. So, well, we're getting towards the end here, but I did want to tell you guys, um, just, you know, uh, reiterate that we, we had a great time. We... We thought it was awesome. You and your your helpers, everything was set up for us. All we had to do was show up and shoot. I mean, it was a good time and uh, and easy. You got the birds right on us. Uh, my my whole group, they're they're in the same camp as everyone else that you mentioned. We can't wait to do it again. We'll be back. That's awesome. Count us in. That's awesome. That's yeah. what we love to hear. Um, you know, it's uh, that I don't think there's anything more rewarding than hearing that from from people that have come and hunt with us so thank you yeah no thank you guys and uh uh, some for our listeners here we got uh some upcoming well actually before we do that i was gonna ask you guys now that now that the season's over uh what's what's next (laughs) 
<laughs> between now and next season? Is it is it relax and get back to regular life? Or you, you constantly pre you're prepping for next season. You're gonna, he knows what I'm gonna we're say. Gonna shoot fish. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so my big thing in the off season in the spring and summer to pass the time is to to go bow fishing, and I got him into a couple years ago, um, and that's kind of where we we've done a lot of our talkings on the front of my boat, and I got a flyer for a uh, for a tournament uh, this summer. And I sent it to him. I said, "What do you think?" He's like, "I'll do it." And I mean, it's a good time. I've I've done this tournament uh, over on Clear Lake uh, a couple times, two or three years. It's a good time. Uh, really laid back. There are some there are some badass shooters out there that do not miss. We're team uh, shoot a lot, mess a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, there are guys out there that do not miss fish. They shoot at them, and it's it's basically guaranteed fish in the boat. <clears throat> Us, not so much, but we have we have a we have a blast. I mean, I live five to seven minutes away from Lake Orville. I think I shot six goldfish last year wow. with my bow, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was awesome. Well. Keep us updated on that. We'll have to do another one and uh, and talk about that when you're doing it. I gotta maybe you know maybe I'll talk myself uh, into into going out and experiencing it. At least hey, I'm not much of a bow uh, bow hunter, but I'd love to see it in action. You you don't have to be, <laughs> and I mean I've got I've got extra bows. Um, you can come out. I know you're a lefty, but uh, no no John's a lefty. I'm not I'm not a lefty. oh that's right that's right John's a lefty, but. I've got an extra. I got an extra recurve bow already set up. If you want to come out, we'll go out and we'll just have a good time. I no. mean, it's uh, count us in. John, will, you know, he 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 knows his way around the bow. But if not, you can sit there and drink and watch you guys do it. And <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see if uh, put a life jacket on him in case he falls off the boat. <laughs> they, uh, but well, I did want to. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but we with guests now we try to end it on three questions. So I'm gonna shoot them out, and these are these are this or that type things. And so you guys can each answer, and uh, and we'll see where we land with it. But uh, so first first question: coffee or energy drink? I'm an energy drink guy. I'm both. Both. All yeah. right. Yeah. No, me too. But I know you guys in your business, you got to <laughs> be up early and you. You're caffeinated all the that's time. a that's a coffee on the way to the field for me being an hour and uh 20 ounce rock or uh red bulls uh during the hunt so we're good yep one for me when i wake up and that's it oh good for you um now with the duck hunting mojos or no mojos blades yeah, yeah. i'm giving up i'm giving up my my, I've got three, well, actually, I got probably seven to nine Robo Ducks uh, over the years that I've collected. Yeah. And I bought a blade this year, and it seems, and I know it's the new. The or, goalpost. The new, yeah, the yeah. goalpost. Uh, it's the newish fad, but they've been used for 20 no, years. Absolutely. Um, Came out of D10 is, is the story I heard. But I I had one made from the guy that. You know, has been doing it for a long time, and I love it. I'll I'll take it over a mojo any day. I'd go no mojo and a jerk string. Even better. <laughs> Actually, 
I'll uh, I'll piggyback on that. I have the pulsators <coughs> and a swimmer. I'll I'll leave the blade at home, the mojos at home. Throw those pulsators out, and they just spit water up. And it's the sound and the motion. Yeah. No, I I think it. You got fields full of mojos everywhere. The ducks get used to it. Uh, this one, I think I'm going to know the answer to it already, but we'll see. <laughs> Geese or ducks? Ooh, that's tough. Geese. Yeah, I was going to say, Ryan, I heard, <laughs> I, I heard you at the last hunt talking about your, your goose addiction at this oh, point. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. I've, I've got the bug. I've had it for a long time, and it hasn't went anywhere. I'll pass up a good duck hunt for a mediocre goose hunt any day. I, I once told another buddy that I used to guide with, I will never go straight goose hunting. I will never just straight guide geese. Because it's so much work. There's all this, that, and the other. And here I am. Here you are. So I, ooh, it depends on where I'm hunting ducks, but I, I think I got the, the goose bug too. Yep. No, I'm, I, I think I'm still, I, I, I'm still a duck guy, but despite how much fun I had goose hunting with you guys, I, I love goose hunting. It's, I, I love the late season because duck season is closed, so mm-hmm. I might as well do that. Yeah. Uh, but but um, if I can do one or the other duck huntings, yeah, I can't shake that. Um, well, Jeremy from Acton Outdoors, Ryan, Danger Close Guide Service, where can folks uh, find you on social media, follow you, Instagram, Facebook? Instagram, Facebook. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Oh, you're on the TikTok too. Just, yeah, just Instagram and Facebook for me. All right. Yeah. All right. We got one one American man here, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm I'm close to getting banned from TikTok because I've I've posted too many animal cruelty uh, uh, videos. Uh, so as long as I found that the barrel's not in the uh, in the picture and the geese just like fall asleep out of the sky. It's fine, but well, this this new generation of hunters coming up, but TikTok—that's the young person's thing, right? That's how you reach them is through that that TikTok app. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I'd say word of mouth has been the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's gonna it's gonna uh, keep going that way with with a lot of happy clients. So, well, I uh, we better wrap this up, but I can't thank you guys enough for joining me and. Uh, Wish John the best of luck in Mexico as he absolutely he slays the spoonies. Yeah, <laughs> much, uh, I just want to reiterate one thing, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like we did the first time that we came on here. Yeah, if uh, if my name is drawn uh, for that for that mount from Pinto Ridge, just give it to a kid or a veteran. All right, very that's, generous uh, of you. That's something I want to give back. Pay it forward. Yep, same. for the for the season we had. Pay it forward. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Uh, well, if you guys show up to Duck Days, either get a booth or just come out and say hi. Uh, meet meet old Adam Oliver there. That guy's an artist, man. He does great work with the taxidermy. If you can get a bird to him, you know, if you have any clients or whatever, uh, good guy to pass your name to if they shoot a shoot a trophy bird. But oh, I did, but <laughs> just couldn't mount it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys very much, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll talk again this year on uh, on the the bow fishing. All yeah. right. Thank, thank you, you for having us. See ya.